We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Still going one and two. There we go. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Monday morning, April 3rd, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, joined by, as always, on these morning shows, Scott. Scott, uh, welcome, my fellow commiserator, uh, just partner in misery uh, with our terrible sports weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I guess my St. Louis Cardinals did take two out of three, but the Mariners struggled. Chelsea sucked again, and the car, uh, the Hawkeyes ladies went down after a historical run. Yeah, and the, the big one was uh, was baseball weekend for me. So yeah. it was a it was a tough weekend. Uh, the team was not competitive. Uh, my son's team was not competitive, and uh, he had a tough Friday. Bounced back and played a little better on. He played much better on Sunday, but we got beat so quickly. We only played two and a half innings, so mm. you know there there wasn't a lot of respite for my sports misery, except for y'all. So I appreciate mm. you being here on uh, on on weekends and being in the Mile High Huddle podcasts. Yeah, I said it on uh, the, the Falcons show earlier. I'll say it now. You know, congratulations to LSU. I see a lot of people uh, in the sports media are kind of going nuts about. Uh, Reese, the player for LSU who did the Caitlin Clark, you can't see me look kind of like seeking her out. I don't give a hoot about that. And a lot of people are getting upset about that. They're being competitive. Uh, if you don't like it, beat them. Um, if, if you want to be that player, then be that player. Uh, but uh, congrats to LSU. You have more issues with their uh, their coach and uh, the refing in the game. But I think LSU is a better team. And uh, congratulations to them. They are world champions. So good. amazing run by Iowa, but LSU deserved it. Yeah, I'm not going to worry too much about the professionally outraged. Yeah. You know, yep. I just, I just, you know, there's people that get paid a lot of money to stir that stuff up. I just, I don't care. You know, yeah. you all ask me all the time and you see me, you know, answer. Did you see? No, I didn't. Did you hear? No, I didn't. I don't care yeah. it, 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 on, on a lot of that stuff. Very rarely will that stuff cross my path where it's actually, where it actually matters, mm-hmm. where something actually matters. Wins and losses matters. Players matter. The other stuff just doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah and I'm I'm pretty good at uh, compartmentalizing on um, that stuff. Where like when the, when the game is on, I'm an absolute raving lunatic. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you know, it's like, who's that guy? He's like frothing at the mouth. But it's over, and you know, tip your cap. It's uh, it's the fun of just being chaotic with the fans, uh, fandom. But uh, Dominic Martin coming and not so chaotic this morning. Saying morning, morning Broncos family, MHH for life, Denver Broncos forever. Good to see you, Dominique. We got our guy Jeremy uh, in the house too. Jeremy, you missed it. Scott was calling for you this morning. They made a uh, movie reference that went way over my head. Oh, it was way uh, over. I knew that one was going to be way over your head. It was uh, no idea. It was Snowman, Smokey, and the Bandit. I knew Jeremy would have gotten it. 
I've seen Smoking the Bandit once, but I uh, could not quote it for the life of me. Uh, but Jeremy says, happy Monday, boys. Answers to might be a bit hyperbolic, but if you look at this year's free agents, there's definitely been a philo- shift in philosophy, without a doubt. And uh, we'll get into that. Woody Page's article in the Denver Gazette talks about the the pecking order. And it's something that Scott and I have talked about as well in here, kind of hinted at, but it's kind of nice to see somebody who's connected to the team, you know, write a article, a sourced article about uh, the things going on in Denver and how the power structure lines up. David, you can come in here saying morning Bronco country. I think that every, everything we hear is just rumors. If it isn't confirmed by ownership, then it's all rumors. Just in my opinion. Well, if it's only confirmed by ownership, we're not going to have a lot to talk about. I was going to say, cause they don't confirm anything. They, you no. only hear from ownership once or twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh, not going to be a lot to talk about. And uh, you know, most things uh, I would say most rumors have some founding in truth. But uh, nothing is 100% true or factual. So we, that's what we're here for. We're here to try to parse through the uh, the BS, even though sometimes we're, we're neck deep in it. Kevin Gray, morning Broncos country. Nick and Scott, how's everyone's? Uh, hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh, good weekend for Kevin, says Denver Broncos for life. MHH for life. Good to see you. Jetty Splash, good morning to you, Jetty. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we also got David coming in and saying the Broncos have been such tight-lipped this year that nobody really knows what's going on. Yeah, they've been pretty tight-lipped. I, I'm trying to think if anything really came through. I mean, there was talk that they really wanted to bring back Alex Singleton. That came to fruition. There was talk that they wanted to build the offensive line. <laughs> that really came to fruition. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, if, there's like, common sense things too, Nick. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at the salary cap table and say, okay, this guy's gone, this guy's gone, this guy's gone, and this guy's gone. This is a maybe and a maybe and a maybe. Safe, safe, safe. You can do that. It's logical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and who's... A couple of them that are still questionable. We'll talk about one today, but you know, uh, Purcell is one that's still a maybe. But you know, yeah. we said there are three that were just flat out gone. I think the only one that I thought was def was a definite that is still on the team. I think it's Jacob Martin. I think he's still mm-hmm. on the roster. He's but he's the one I would think is is very questionable as well, based on what he does and how much he makes. He's he's on the list. He's on yeah. the list. Yeah, he uh, he should be on the list. So we got Corey Johnson coming in. Corey, this will be good for you later. We're going to run a mock draft before we get on out of here today for Mock Draft Monday. And we'll definitely have a chance to talk a lot of those later prospects. But he asks, can you talk about players from round four or later that are most likely to pop like Simmons or Miners? Uh, just to be clear, Corey, both of those guys were third round players, not fourth round or later. But uh, he said, just in case of a major trade back scenario, he hope the Broncos can hit on one of those guys. Obviously, uh, if you can hit on a very good player in day three of the draft, it can completely change with your contracts look like and the dynamic of your roster going forward. Uh, somebody who piqued my interest uh, this weekend that I went had a little bit of time and watched was somebody the Broncos actually brought in for a visit uh, into Denver. Uh, offensive lineman from Arkansas State, Jordan Rhodes. Uh, he is six foot four, three hundred and forty pounds, with thirty six inch arm length, and oh, buddy, does he have some fun reps. It's not very often you see like reps or watch reps where you're like full on belly laughing, you know, watching them, but there's a few against Ohio state or other players where he just absolutely like craters uh, players on the other side. He does a really good job also for being as big as he is uh, reaching targets that are outside of his immediate sphere of influence. So like a a defensive lineman, a gap away, he's getting there sometimes uh, for a 340 pounder that we're talking about day three Uh, linebackers at the second level. He's getting there and displacing them. So uh, he's one that um, I saw the Broncos brought in him. In. Like I have not heard much about this guy. Went in, tried to find the t- find the tape. There's a 30 minute clip with you know the coaches film and everything on uh, Ohio- on YouTube that you can watch. And good competition in Ohio State, and he holds his own. So uh, that's a player that uh, really impressed Broncos. Brought him in for a uh, a visit, one of their top 30 visits. 
uh, keep an eye on him because obviously Sean Payton likes not only to build the offensive line, he likes to build big offensive line. This is a six foot four, 336 inch arm guy with 340 plus pounds. Yeah, there's not as much. It's like being able to go into the post in basketball. You know, you can have an off shooting night. You can have an off night throwing the ball, passing the ball. But, you know, me being able to line up and run you over is pretty mm -hmm. consistent. You know, yeah. that there's not a lot of variation there. So, you know, being strong in the trenches, it still matters. It does. Mm -hmm. It still matters. And who else matters to us? Gary Palmer Boo -boo. coming in. Uh, Broncos Orange says, good morning, Nick and Scott. Not earth shattering if George answers to Sean. Many teams structured that way. Go Broncos. Uh, Broncos for breakfast for life and Buckham. I don't know how many of them are like that. Um, I guess it would be, that's a relative term. You know, a lot of times they're kind of equals an answer to ownership or a team mm. president somewhere along those lines. Um, but it was also, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, we, you asked me early if, 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 if Sean Payton comes in and he is the de facto general manager and George Payton works for him, will we see him? Will he still be here? I said, no, I don't think he would. So, you know, so far it looks like I'm wrong. You know, they, they're saying all the right things. The body language is good. Um, they're working together. Well, uh, let's see August 1st. Let's see where we are August 1st. So, so far I'd say I'm wrong on that one. They, they seem to be getting along very well. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see. Uh, there just hasn't been, it's, it's, we're still in the, uh, the honeymoon period for everybody. So we'll see how the, uh, the dynamic changes and everything. Colin Wood saying, I guess the Russell deal kind of tarnished Peyton's image a tad. I don't think it's as much the Russ deal, which is probably a bigger impact one, but the, the absolute incompetency that was Nathaniel Hackett. Um, and that move, I think that was the one it's like, Oh, what the actual F is going on here. This is a clown show. Uh, and this was, this was your guy. Now, was it all a play for Aaron Rodgers? Maybe. And uh, then you had to pivot very hard once that didn't happen. But uh, that is one that I think obviously the Rust deal is a big one, but uh, I think most people would have made that move. It was like putting so much, you know, behind Nathaniel Hackett as your image or your choice. That was the one that's like, I think the most uh, ugly, I guess. Not yeah, the, the hindsight ugly. one that I was the only one that I was critical of early on was the uh, the rush to get a contract extension for a guy that still had two years left on his deal. It, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As I've said, it's like, oh, we could have saved a couple million here or there. It's $240 million salary cap. You know, saving three or four a year across a five-year deal doesn't mean much what's expensive is missing mm -hmm. if you miss that's expensive overpaying a little bit 
on good on a good player, so what? That's that's not that big a deal. Missing is expensive. Yeah, I, I still that doesn't mean that. they all turned out right, Nick. We we know yeah. that there's three big misses last year, three yeah. big ones. And I still believe that the Russell Wilson trade is only allowed to go through if there is goodwill that a deal is going to be made. And the only reason we had to wait on that was because the actual ownership change. If there was the owners was in place, if this was a year or the ownership change happened a year earlier, I think the contract would have been almost immediately. After ownership that. gives you the excuse to, to, to stall a little bit though. It does. Yeah. I guess in hindsight it could you have, know, been, and, it didn't if, work and out. If, if it comes out that Russell Wilson says, if this deal isn't done by X date, then I'm going to push it off till the end of the season. Okay, great. Yeah. Would have been, uh, would have been nice in hindsight. Uh, Cristiano coming in and saying, good morning, Broncos. Country. I didn't foresight, though. That's the one yeah. else I will say, though. Uh, you know, but you, like you, like you yeah. said, we don't know all of the information. Maybe the deal was already done. I, I don't know. But that one was, it's such a big, big move for both of them. I said not just for the Broncos' sake, but for Russell Wilson's sake. You know, you're going to tie the, your, what could be the last contract of your career. You haven't played a down in this city yet. That's... Yeah. You know, that's 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 a big gamble. Yep. Uh, Cristiano saying good morning, Broncos country switching over from Scott's channel. Ready for some Broncos talk. Good to see you. Chase Wellner with the uh, the bacon and eggs emoji. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Hopefully you're cooking up, Chase. We'd appreciate that if you would send some our way. Sting guy. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Mark Schrader, also our guy, Marky Mark. Good to see you, Mark. Michael on Facebook. The big time star giver on the show. Always a big supporter saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Michaela Israel, Michaela enjoyed the the, um, the guest appearance, right? Uh, I'll hope you had a great Thursday weekend. night superstar yeah. segment. It was great. You are a superstar. We always appreciate you. Greg Smith in the house. Good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Oh, good to see you. We got Facebook user. Yo, I, I think I know who that is. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Our guy uh, Darius Simmons saying it was WrestleMania weekend. Did you, Scott, you're a, you're a wrestle wrestling fan, right? Old Am school I, though. I have I haven't watched okay. wrestling in since. It's a it's a it's a toss up between which I've watched least of in the last 15 years, wrestling or basketball. It's yeah. close. Well, uh, I know George I watch them both. That's what I grew up on those. Yeah. <laughs> I know George got to give when it. you get older and that's, what's given in my entertainment realm. Yeah. Well, it's congrats to those who watch it. I didn't watch it all, but I saw that George Kittle, Iowa legend was there and he's wearing a tight end university shirt there. So a uh, shout out to George Kittle. Shout out to Leroy Williams saying good morning, guys. Mile high salute. Back at you. Go Broncos. Can't wait until football season starts again. Looking forward to the draft, as are we. It's always a good time. Jamal Killings, morning Broncos country. Dave Glassman with the thumbs up. Greg Smith, good morning. Sick of being, oh, the sick bud had me down. Well, hopefully you're feeling better. We appreciate you. Albert Knopper saying, what is the biggest need for the Broncos during the draft? For me, it's depth on tackler, edge rushers. You're talking depth. I think it's offensive tackle and cornerback. If you lose one of your starters at either of those positions, the entire unit that they're on could completely crumble. I don't trust anybody that is the on the second on the two deeps at those positions right now. Uh, after that, though, I mean, tee it up for Scott. I'll, I'll say the other one. I'll, I'll leave you the one that I know you want to talk about. But running back is the other one for I was me. Say, what do I want to talk about? Uh, I think you probably want to talk about Sir, the, the guy in the middle um, of the offense. Oh well, line. that's not even depth. That's just it's but not good biggest, to begin with. <laughs> but he said the biggest need. Um, oh, and then the, he says, uh, what's the biggest need for the Broncos during the draft? The biggest need. Sorry. I was, yeah. you went right to the depth part. And I was like, that's depth. what Albert I'm said. like, well, yeah. you know, wide receiver corner, you know, yeah. tackle offensive tackle is a good one. That's a great shout. Um, yeah. The biggest need is, is still center for me. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. And then, you know, healthy wide receivers can't be overlooked as well. Um, 
Sutton and Judy, and then what? You know, Callaway, Patrick. We're not sure. So a third wide receiver, I think, is is still a need. Now that need could be answered internally, but it's still a question. You know, we still have questions there. But for me, the biggest need: what makes this team the best, better immediately right now? Is if I dropped an All Pro center right in the middle of it. That would be the one move I think I could make that would improve this team the most. Yeah, it probably would. For like, you say all pro, that's realistic. I mean, I would say that you added a uh, all pro edge rusher. It probably changes the dynamic of the team more so just because of the position they play. But uh, Jamal Killings, I don't know if we said hello already, but I did want to say hello to Jamal. Lance coming in saying good morning from Prosper, fellas. Glad to catch the live show. Glad to have you here. Sting guy coming in, hands up, saying, Scott, don't be mad at me. Wasn't trying to stir things up, playing devil's advocate a little bit. Uh, chat was milk toast. <laughs> That's a good breakfast. I think milk toast is uh, M-I-L-Q-U-E. Uh, there's Sting guy, uh, but wanted to fire things up. Yeah, I didn't even understand it, String guy. So you didn't do a great job of like, you know, trying to get me fired up. I'm like, he, he basically he said basically, you yeah. know, how if Russ flops, how quickly would the Broncos go quarterback? I'm like, well, next year. Yeah, yeah, you, you you'd be going. It could be this year. <laughs> you know, it could be with six weeks left in the season. So mm-hmm. yeah, quarterback could actually could be the number one priority in 2024. Absolutely. And if if the mm-hmm. if the Broncos fall in their faces, you're looking to draft a quarterback high next year. Get your QB of the future. So yeah, that was uh that was too easy for for you know stirring things up. Yeah. I mean, they already have the quarterback of the future, Jarrett Stidham, right? Haven't you seen the articles this offseason? They're, they're all about Jarrett Stidham. Uh, Bama X saying, good morning, Broncos country. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well, Bama X. Sorry to see LSU win for, uh, for your side of things. Also, I know that at Bama and LSU don't have any love lost. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's get into it here. Woody Page, Denver Gazette, longtime uh, writer covering the Denver Broncos. Uh, one of my favorites on Around the Horn as well. If you guys catch that ESPN show, he always has the funny little quips on his chalkboard in the background on that ESPN show. But, he had an article come out uh, this weekend talking about a Brandon McManus might not be safe for the Broncos. We'll see about that. We'll see if we have time to talk about that. I know they covered that last night, uh, but the one that I wanted to get into was the front office dynamic and the power dynamics. And in this article by Woody page, he writes quote, general manager, George Payton has survived into his second season. Uh, yet Payton's role has a God, it's going to be so hard to get all the, uh, the names, right? Yet George Payton's role as the head of football operations has changed. Uh, Sean Payton and George Payton report to Greg Penner, but Sean Payton is the power in football personnel. Instead of making all the decisions and free agency in the draft, as he did with his previous coach, George Payton this time won't make a pick or trade without Sean Payton's approval. Sean Payton is the first Denver Broncos coach with such a role since Mike Shanahan and before him, Dan Reeves, Lou Saban, and John Ralston, also are Broncos bosses that had that power. They ultimately were pushed out, and Reeves and Shanahan, who someday will be inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, were fired. I mean... I don't know about anything about that last contract there. Guess what? Coaches are hired to be fired. It's probably inevitable that Sean Payton is fired at some point. Yeah, I, what else did Mike Shanahan do? Remind me. Uh, I mean, he only won two Super Bowls and oh yeah, that too. The, uh, yeah, changed okay. the game. Um, but <laughs> and I don't think it's a darn. Job. And I don't think it's a, bo- a bombshell here, um, Jeremy. But again, just reemphasizes the point that uh, George Payton has conceded ground in uh, this power, and typically you don't see that happen without guys, you know, moving on to new positions, there being issues with the dynamics in the locker room. And I think this also comes back to if Sean Payton has final say in draft picks and roster personnel and everything, I think we are one off season away where if this season isn't very good or like the pre uh, George Payton's previous picks don't take steps forward. I think we could see George Payton out of a job in Denver. 
Yeah, and and we've talked about the, the the discussion that you and I have had about you know does Nathaniel Hackett get one more year? It's easier just to make a clean sweep if if you go one more season with him. You know, Peyton, Russ, Nathaniel, all of it. And, and I was I was pretty adamant about that. You don't need to wait on Nathaniel to still do the same thing. Yeah. You know, with 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 Hackett. So I, I think Peyton is on a one year deal. If you know, one of the questions we've gotten a few times, and I don't mean to sound overly snippy when I respond to this, but you know. How long is Sean Payton's contract? One year. <laughs> Everybody's contract is is one year. It's day to day to a certain extent. Um, you know, it, it only matters what you have to pay the guy off if you can him. Uh, and that doesn't matter to us. It doesn't affect the team. You know, operating expenses. You're still going to max out on your salary cap, so that doesn't matter. He could retire and and walk away from the game. So the contract length doesn't really matter, except to it matters a whole lot. To that guy because that's a guaranteed money but as far as the, the team dynamics go it just doesn't matter how long their contracts are um but peyton like i said at the top of the show nick when we were talking about this is if the, the new coach comes in and he's got general manager privileges is peyton still going to be here and i said no i said no Man. So, you know, we, we will see Peyton. It's hard to take a step back. It takes, it takes a lot to say, okay, I'll do this, but I'm gone at the next opportunity. I get to be a general manager where I've got real general manager duties and I'm not just second in charge to the head coach. Yeah. Sorry. Funny comment here from Bama X did want to say the world is fine until LSU and KC started winning championships at their respective levels. Yeah. Things, uh, things have gone downhill, no doubt with <laughs> LSU and Kansas city. Also, I think everything's gone downhill since the Cubs won the world series, honest to God. Uh, but uh, that kind of, you know, tore, tore a hole in the uh, time fabric uh, continuum or time space fabric continuum. But uh, Ernie Mays, hello, Nick and Scott go Broncos country only. Okay. Well, Ernie's here now. So we better not uh, everybody put away your talk. Atlanta Falcons was earlier. Ernie, don't worry. Um, but, uh, get into, it. I just think it's pretty interesting, uh, with the whole dynamic of Sean Payton having final say, uh, if he has final say and the players that George Payton has already picked, uh, don't do very well, or, you know, the advice in this one goes wrong. George Payton seems like the very easy and quick fall guy. Um, it's, I think he's, he'll be scooped up immediately by somebody. A lot of people mm -hmm. uh, really respect him for his, uh, specifically his eye in the NFL draft and scouting, but. I mean, right now, where we sit, the 2022 draft doesn't seem to be a fantastic one by any means. I mean, even the player that was probably their second or best pick last season's draft. I mean, you asked Sean Payton about Greg Dulcich. Doesn't seem like there was a lot of love there uh, for Greg Dulcich from Sean Payton. Uh, granted, you know, third round pick at the tight end spot. He was fine. Who, uh, who have you heard him talk positively about that was on the team last year? I guess he said Lloyd Cushenberry starting. <laughs> but, uh, I can't. I can't think of much. We haven't met any of these guys. That's what he said prior yeah. to that. But yeah, yeah, we view and hopefully the guys on the other side of him, the guys that I've brought in, mm -hmm. can help him out. But yeah, yeah, we view him as our starter right now. He didn't say the right now part. That's on me. Applied. But he hasn't said a positive thing about anybody, Nick. I can't really think of. <laughs> you guys and... stunk. I'm not going to yeah. let you think otherwise. Show me differently. That's the message that we've been getting. He, he's the only players that he's been talking positive about to free agent acquisitions. That's it. So I guess Alex Singleton, the one who was retained, is the one he that was brought we can back. Say that. Yeah, he was yeah. a free agent. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. But and it does sound like it's going to be a more old school football approach here. So everybody having to earn their way again mm -hmm. in the. Uh, you in, all stunk. 
all of you. Do you think it'll be something? Um, he did say the defense played well. Uh, so a lot of the defensive guys. But even when he talked about Alex Singleton, he talked about like, oh, yeah, the scheme was great. <laughs> but he didn't, name, uh, he didn't name any names, did he? He's not praising anybody. Yeah. That was a four, that was a bron- on this Broncos team last year. That's that's been that's been universal. Now I haven't paid attention to every single word he said, but anything he has said publicly, or he is being quoted as saying this, but he is in the process of tearing this team down. Yeah, you know, there's no you guys. I'm not going to build you up and sugarcoat the fact that you guys were awful last year. I'm just not going to do it. So here's come some new guys that are coming after your jobs. Step it up or get out. That's the message right now, Nick. Yeah, I'm curious to see how rough and tumble the uh, the offense uh, and the offseason is for this uh, squad. You know, practice uh, OTAs and preseason and everything. Is it going to be like so old school that you have to earn your numbers or earn your helmet decal? I mean, we're, what are we going to do here with the Broncos? But sounds like he's uh, very much, you know, making people uncomfortable. And I think that's very much by design uh, for what he's trying to do here. You know, make sure that anybody who's in here, you got to earn it again. I don't care yeah. where you, what you've done, uh, what your draft pedigree is. If you don't go out there and commit and buy in, then uh, you might not be finding playing time. And Nick, we talked about that. It's like, well, you know, what are the coaches going or what are the players going to think about insert name here? Vic Fangio comes back, Vance Joseph, or, you know, all these, what are the players going to think? Who cares? Mm-hmm. You haven't earned that right. They haven't earned that right to have a say in, Who's coming in? They had a big say in who got who got sent out the last couple of years, so they haven't earned that right. They don't they don't get a say. There isn't anybody on this team that's that's irreplaceable, you know, inc- up to and including Patrick Sertan. He's your number one value asset right now. One, he isn't going to say anything. He's only two years in the league and he's quiet. But you know what I mean. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, Pat is is it okay if we 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 bring in Vance Joseph? Is that okay with you? No, he didn't. He didn't. He's not that guy. You know, yeah. not that they listen to any players at all, but certainly coming off of a team that hadn't made the playoff in six years, you're not too worried about what they think. Yeah. And Matt Henry coming in over on Facebook. Looks like a beautiful sunset picture there at the ocean in the background. Matt, hope you're having a good Monday. Says, uh, good morning, Nick and Scott. I wonder why Coach Sean Payton hasn't talked about Patrick Sertan the second or Justin Simmons. They both are amazing players. What do you think here, Scott? Again, it, it, he hasn't talked... One, they haven't even really met these guys. Two, he's had very limited amount of public consumption and talk anyway. When they start getting into into working with these guys, you might get some comments about them. And three, just like I said, he's not singling anybody out positively. Everybody's being treated equally to this point, which is what they need. Would it, would it be fair to say that there was some special treatment last year, Nick, across some of the Broncos? You know, yeah. you know I mean, the, the obvious one is the the quarterback. That's that's stopping. It's it's stopping. There is no special treatment. I know who you are. You know who you are. You're gonna have to show me anyway. You know that. So it's why hasn't he talked about him? Probably because they have been really good, and he's not saying anything good about anybody right now. I think it might be a overcorrection to a point where, like you you hinted at, but I'm gonna reiterate: there was too much favoritism last year with some of the big players, and it was more about the I I I not the team uh, and players getting special privileges that even though they were great, that's obviously not been a recipe for success in Denver. So again, taking away, not acknowledging anybody as an individual, uh, but rather the, uh, the unit as a whole and the team as a whole. So I think it has a lot to do with that and just the issues in Denver. It was a team. I mean, we heard it a lot, a lot of uh, issues with players having taking exception to the way some people were 
treated or uh, the privileges they had. Nope. Everybody's coming in same level and it's too damn bad. If you don't like it, you, you better buy in. Otherwise it's going to be long for you and tough for you. So Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, uh, we got to remember how Elway's picks have fared. Even George Payton. I think it's too early to say too much about George Payton's draft picks. Even the, you know, 2021, I want to see what they look like at the end of the rookie contracts. Uh, 2022's draft right now doesn't look amazing, but he didn't pick until 64. So uh, we'll see how it plays out again over time. The year three, year four, we'll have an idea. If like none of those players are still on the team, then guess what? Even though they were picking late, that's not good. Uh, but uh, Elway was great early uh, with the draft and then kind of fell off a bit. Uh, that was the 20, his 2011 draft and 2012 drafts are pretty darn good. And some of the big catalysts uh, for that, uh, those Peyton Manning Super Bowl runs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last year, there were some guys that we probably would have gone in a different direction, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, for, for this team early, Abraham Lucas was the big one for me. Um, but otherwise, you know, overall the draft drafting has been pretty good. Um, and I think on the whole, the free agent signings under Peyton were good. Uh, you missed the, the Russell Wilson one is the big one that doesn't look good right now, but the, the trade at the time, nobody considered it an overpay. If anything, it was considered an underpay the contract extension. If you remember, Russell Wilson was getting dragged for being too corporate, catering to the man, giving up too much of his money and not looking out for himself. It was an underpay at the time for not getting more. And he was hurting everybody else. He was getting dragged for that. Um, Kwan Williams was a spectacular signing. Um, not Deshaun Williams. Who's who's next to him? DJ. Mm-hmm. DJ, DJ Jones, Jones was a very good signing on on the defensive tack at defensive tackle. Uh, again, if I'm stacking them up and you get all equal treatment, George Payton's leathers way in uh, ledger is way in the positive. He's been a good general manager. It's just he's had big misses. Three team killing mistakes last year between Hackett, Russ, and Russ that were. Those were big ones. Those are each one of those three was fireable offenses. And the jury is still out on uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, that's another one that, uh, you know, last season, a guy mm-hmm. who's been hurt and unavailable was hurt and unavailable. Now when he's out there, right. he's incredible. You paid him a contract where you haven't out after the season, but maybe that's one that uh, could hurt as well. Looking back and also the offensive line moves last season, uh, Turner and Compton uh, didn't look pretty well. And I'm granted, I think the combination of Turner Compton and Fleming, was probably better than paying all that money that the uh, Broncos fans wanted them to pay to Lael Collins, who I think was released immediately. The Bengals got a big dead cap hit on that, and he's still out there because he was not healthy. Uh, sometimes signing the big name just to sign the big name doesn't work out. Uh, but yeah, he's. I just think that George Payton is not on thin ice, but it's thinning ice. And if this season does not go great, uh, he is definitely going to be, I believe, the one of the guys that are out. I consider that a hot seat. Yeah, you know, I, I do, and I can't stand the articles of basically everybody's one one season away from being fired. Everybody, uh, with a few exceptions, obviously. You know, Bill Belichick can afford a losing season, <clears throat> but if it goes off the rails badly, you're you're one season away. So it's like, well, this guy's in trouble because if they do bad, he's going to get fired. Really, man? Wow, that's 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 really good insight. But George Payton again in his third year, had enough mistakes last year that any one of those, and and it came out that George Payton was just doing the deal that he was asked to do for Russell Wilson's contract. Okay, he's taken the heat for that one, and ownership may appreciate that. Okay, listen, we know this is on us. Thank you for being a professional about this and absorbing it. Here's your paycheck. 
But yes, again, I, I said I didn't expect him to make it till the season starts this year. So we'll we'll see. We will. I think this is a big draft for him as well. Obviously, less draft capital, but being able to find specific niche type of players or roles when you have less. I mean, he's going to have to hit above average, uh, I think, in this draft class. And also the guys that he took last season, I think, are going to have to take steps forward because uh, I think that's going to be one that has a lot of weight on uh, George Payton. So Nick Benito, big year this year. He better play uh, step up and play healthy. Uh, there's a huge path for Wazarike to be a starter this season. Um, and one of those fifth round picks, I mean, somebody from that three fifth round picks has got to do something this season. Luke Wattenberg, I don't know. Montreal, Washington, I don't know. DeLaren Turner, Yell, who you took one pick before Tariq Woolen uh, in the draft. I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020, but that There's one's some foresight involved in there too. I mean, y'all yeah. watch us do enough mock drafts. Unless we're at 30 minutes, we can get into one here in a minute yeah. that you hear us talk about players and which direction we would go. Um, Colin Wood says, I still think about Marty Schottenheimer going 14 and two and getting fired. Yeah, I I only read the headlines on that. That was a long time ago, but it was like that's the headline, 14 and 2 and getting fired. You know, what else was involved, if anything? But on the surface, you know, being an Atlanta Braves fan, I lived through the 80s. And the 80s, there was they didn't break a million fans for like six or seven straight years. 80 home games. You know what 10,000 tickets sold looks like in a 60,000 person stadium? It looks empty. You know, it's it's crazy how bad that was. Bobby Cox only won one World Series, but he had the team playing 14 and two baseball for oh, 15 years. Well, I remember what it was like losing 100 games. I'm OK with six months of good baseball. And baseball's so would have Marty Schottenheimer have gotten him over the hump? Maybe. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? That one. That one wasn't a, a great one for me either. Rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer, great coach. Uh, real quick before we get uh, move on to the mock draft, Scott, I want to talk a little bit, Ernie, cover your ears. Been a little bit of news here the last, uh, I guess, 24 or 48 hours on the NFL draft front. Sounds like there is some movement or just buzz that the Arizona Cardinals might be moving out of that three spot. And there are two teams that are looking to trade up the draft market, or excuse me, the betting market has changed drastically uh, as well for some of these players and some of these prop picks. So, uh, Scott, first I'm going to ask you, so number three overall, Cardinals moving down. What player do you think is being linked right now to number three? The to who? That I, that's my second question. So okay. I guess I, I, I the think the Colts move up and take Anthony Richardson at three. That's not the team that's being talked about moving up, um, but you are right on the player. It sounds mm-hmm. like the Anthony Richardson's betting odds, uh, the number three player favorite for that pick uh, just before this weekend was Will Anderson. Now it's become Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Uh, so what two teams do you think are the ones that are being linked to the moves up? I don't know who else. Who else is in the quarterback market? I haven't looked outside of the top ten. One of them is just outside the top ten, and yeah, they offered you a trade. But for me, the the Colts making sure that they get a pick of who they want. But let's see, outside of the top ten, Tennessee is probably one. Tennessee's odds have changed dramatically over the last yeah, forty eight um, hours. <laughs> Depends on what happens with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, the Jets are an interesting one. Uh, I'll just give you the other one. The other one is the Raiders, who have been linked heavily to Anthony Richardson. I know there's been a lot of talk about that as well, but the uh, the Titans market has changed dramatically. Uh, betting odds, um, draft prop markets. Um, we have uh, now Anthony Richardson's the favorite to go third overall. Also, Titans went from uh, plus 850 now to plus 550 to select a quarterback with their first pick. And it sounds like there's just more and more buzz coming out that the uh, Titans are aggressively trying to move up for a quarterback, Anthony Richardson being that guy, as well as the Raiders. So 
interesting. Sorry about that, Ernie, but uh, talking about the Raiders does impact the Broncos, especially if uh, they're moving up for a quarterback. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Aki says they don't like Malik Willis. Malik Willis kind of, I mean, toolsy player, but six foot uh, played in a make-believe offense there with Liberty. You know, Max Protect, two guys going deep and uh, RPO Merchant out there. He's definitely toolsy, uh, but uh, did not play well enough last season that if you love a guy there, you shouldn't uh, consider it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Um, do it. I, I, sorry, I can't let this one go. Uh, Lawrence said, if you think about the context of the big fight that happened with, with Dalton Reisner and um, Brett Rippon and Latavius stepping in, I think they're choosing Reisner over Latavius at the moment. That's just my opinion. They're both gone, Lawrence. Yeah. I don't that know. Don't make no sense, that. dude. Yeah. They're both gone. Anyway. <laughs> and they both kept playing. I, yeah. that, that don't make any sense. Um, how do you want to do this on, uh, on, uh, as far as our mock draft goes, Nick, uh, let's, are we doing the PFF one? It's up to you. That's why I asked. Let's, let's do PFN. We haven't done a pro football network one yet. Um, also because I like the way the trades come up on this, we haven't done much with trades and uh, we can, we still have, you know, 20 minutes left so we can kind of mess with some of the trades guys. I will tell you, I'm not a person on the hot seat, right? I'm not going anywhere. So, uh, I really do like to, uh, accumulate That's future draft. Cap. <laughs> God, get on it. Don't, don't get comfortable, Nick. Uh, but, uh, no, I really do like to accumulate future draft capital. So I will always be drawn towards where I can get, you know, 2024 picks, 2025 picks if they're offered. Uh, but the Broncos are going to move around a little bit, uh, without a doubt. And I think I figured out how I can share a tab. Nope. There it is. Picture there picture. it was. I, I, I said share tab and it still went to Chrome. So, um, but yeah, let's do a full seven rounds here um, for the Broncos. And is it also possible to pause it like at pick 60 just to see what's available or will it get to I think to we'd a... have to do slow. You couldn't do we'll normal have and have that happen. Hindsight. Okay. Well, seven rounds. So I'm still going to hit start. Okay. All right. Well, we can talk about well, it. I, I just can think... pause, but it'd have to, we'd have to do it a lot here. Okay, where do you want me to it. pause it? You better say I'll... stop. I'll stop it at 50. Okay, so we're about 50. I just want to check what the board is here for the Broncos. So, Kalijah Kansi, I don't know about taking him up here. Um, he can hit the X. Well, he's seeing mock top 15 in some places. He's a really interesting player, but, Scott, I got to say, he is just – I mean, talking about 50, that's that's fine, but he is such an outlier in terms of his size that I just – I worry about him being such a a niche player. Luke Musgrave would be interesting. I love Luke Broncos. Musgrave. It's a perfect spot for him in the 50s. Yeah, I, I that's I agree with you there. Let's keep scrolling. Let's keep scrolling down. Oh, oh okay, that's fine. Yep. So we're here now. Oh, there goes Julius Brents. That's too bad. Jalen Duncan. That's too bad. Uh, we love our guy Keanu Benton still on the board here Didn't for the we Broncos. Just get Julius Brents in the one hundreds. No, we got him at uh, seventy. I think okay. you got him third round. So it feels like that because how long we have to wait for the Broncos to freaking pick? Um, All but, right, uh, let's get to the Broncos. Yeah, let's get to the Broncos. Nobody there worth uh, trading for, in my opinion. I thought I saw Steve Avila hanging around. Yeah, that's that's an easy pick. We're going to take Steve Avila here without even thinking about it. Um, Steve Avila, he's listed as a guard, folks. He can play center. Um, he could play center for you without a doubt. He's massive. He's strong. He's very uh, good in the pass protection. Uh, I think he's a perfect fit here. I'm not. We don't have to waste too much time. Uh, Steve Avila is going to be pick 67. I, and anybody in the chat has a diff- different disagreement here. You know, let us know. But uh, Steve Avila is a big time question. And well, that would Sane, fit the the what we've been talking about. You know, six guys. I knocked it down to five between yeah. free agents and uh, and draft picks. Five new offensive linemen. You've got three in. Uh, I feel like you got two starters and a guy for the 90. 
uh, for the 90 man who might not make the 53 active in Kyle Turner. Kyle yeah. Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Yep. Kyle Fuller. Steve Avila would make the 53 and he would be on the eight that you keep active. And I think he's your starting center uh, personally as well. So we got a draft pick offer here from the Raiders. I not mean, I don't. I hate, wait a second. We're moving down two to get one forty one later. I would, I would yeah, do to this. move up fifty. That's good enough because they're moving up two spots. Um, I like the other one better. Twenty twenty. If they were offering a twenty twenty third, that doesn't uh, do us any good to trade for twenty twenty four picks since we don't get to make them. I mean, I would do it if the if the Saints were sending us a tw- actually. We already have the Saints twenty twenty four third, so we can't ask them for it. But the, I would accept the Raiders one. I know we don't really love uh inner division trades, but uh, that's fine with me. This one. Raiders again. What's going we can't, on? We could do this all day, man. You get like yep. one or two, you get two trades the whole draft at most. Okay. Well, I'm a little bummed. The Raiders just took Jack Campbell um, on that one. I'm uh, maybe going to cry a little bit about that, but that's okay. We still have yeah, to use your pick. I know, right? That's uh that's, that's a big bummer. <laughs> um, Can we scroll down? So right now I'm leaning Keanu Benton, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I want to scroll down a little bit as well, just to see what the board looks like. Devon a chain. I'm going to wait, wait on running back in this one. Uh, we have Trey Palmer's down there as well. Okay. You could Joe, use a safety. I'm telling you, you could use a safety. We could. Look at how far Joe Tipman is down here. I mean, that's <laughs> probably should have gone with him. I, I, I like Steve. I go again, and then we're done. At, we're done with the line. The line has been rebuilt. Is it an overkill on that one? Just because they're both pure interior guys. You paid Ben Powers huge money. You like, uh, Quinn Miners, I mean, there's not enough spot. If one of these was a guard tackle, maybe. At 85, he's not going to be there. He's going to go in the top 40. If he's there, you'd be stupid to pass him. Yeah. I feel similar about The only reason we ben- didn't take him is because we didn't realize they had him ranked this low the first time we did yeah. this. I like Steve Veal a little more, but yeah, let's do it. Let's double up the position. We're going yeah, to just... I've been saying all along, you can get starters in the third round on the interior line. Here you go. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the one. Um, I would go with... Uh, Let's go with uh, Joe Tipman. Now, the other Wisconsin guy was the one that was really interesting Keanu to me. Keanu Benton on the defensive line. As well, been nice. Benton. Um, but uh, so we're getting two picks here, giving 130 and 137. Uh, let's, we have one offer. Let's reject We'd take it. that. We'd give up the seventh to do that pick. Okay, let's accept. Let's do it. We'll get two more picks. We get a little more guys to talk about. It's a little fun. Um, granted, maybe we should have looked at the board first, but uh, it is what it is, what it is. So we're on the board here now for the Broncos. Chase Brown's a really good running back. I, he is a very good running back. Um, Kenny McIntosh, also a great uh, pick for the Broncos here. But the one that stands out to me, I think we took him last time in the uh, the mock, is uh, wide receiver Reed. He is a great returner. Um, he the Broncos say, yeah. the Broncos brought him in for a visit, I believe, as well. Um, so he's one that man. The Raiders are just really trying to trade with us here. Let's reject that. I can't do that many trades with the Raiders. Um, so now we are on the board here with the uh, the Broncos fifth round. This one's easy for me. It's Kenny McIntosh. Bronc- he's a do everything back. Uh, he's might be one of the best receiving backs in uh, this mock uh, or in this draft class. I think he's a really good option here for the Broncos and uh, could be a. I mean, heck, he could start <laughs> this next season for the Broncos. I think he'd be good. A, a really good pick for them. So we're on the board now with the Broncos looking again, a bunch of different options here, oh, man. Roshan Johnson would have been awesome there as well. That's another guy that he's a incredible uh, special teams player. So I want to keep an eye out for him. Um, we already took a wide receiver. Otherwise I'd be interested in Charlie Jones this far down uh, the player who sticks this out point, to me. You don't worry about what you've taken or not taken. We're in the fifth round. If you see a guy like you take him. 
Yeah, you're correct. Um, can you scroll down a little bit again? I thought I saw somebody that I was going to want to take. We I pick think again. Too- we got 139 and 141. So, oh, okay. I want to go with uh, Moro Ojomo. Um, he was up there a little bit. He's an inside outside pass rusher from uh, Texas. He tested extremely well. He has good length. He's about 6'2, uh, 285 pounds. He can be somebody who can do a lot of different stuff for you there. Uh, so he's one that intrigues me a heck of a lot. I like Moro Ajoma. If you get a chance to watch him, he's a very good pressure rate as well, coming out of uh, Texas and a good player. Next one for me here that I'd lean into. Former five star recruit, very highly rated in a position that we talked about. Where's the Broncos' depth horrible? It's terrible at offensive tackle. Uh, I like Wanya Morris this far down. He's more traits than polish at this point. We're talking the fifth round. Uh, so you get a guy mm-hmm. there that can help you. If Even if he's your fourth tackle, that's a fine investment uh, this far down. So uh, that's one that interests me a lot for the Broncos. And is that it? Did we, we gave up all our other we picks? We must have traded away some of our middle ones. Okay, well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> we really went heavy on the, uh, the offense, but... Uh, that's okay. And uh, yeah, somebody said, get Voorhees now. I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Voorhees fan. Um, now he's got a big injury. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's strange. It's like somehow that injury has upped his stock. Some people were taking him like round top 40. I always thought he was like a borderline top yeah, 100 he was, guy. He was, he was a like a day three guy before the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we went really heavy on the offense in this one. This is obviously one that uh, went. Very quickly here, but uh, we can review it here. Steve Avila, Joe Tipman. I mean, just too much talent there on the interior. Uh, good luck. I mean, somebody's going to be a very good backup there at the very least. We we said, you know, you can't rebuild your offensive line in one offseason. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a lot of money and uh, toss draft picks at it, then you certainly yeah, can. You can get good. You can get good interior linemen in the third. You just can. Yeah, I'm and still these two not are really good. Yes. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think both of them are probably going to go top 50, top 60. So to get them there, that'd be good. Um, Kenny McIntosh, I think, is a very underrated back. I think Broncos round four, round five. There's going to be some running back there that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Kenny McIntosh is probably the best overall, you know, safest uh, pass catching back in this class. You can flex him out in the slot. He can do things out of the backfield. If you're looking to utilize the running back in a pass game, now he's not overly explosive, but he's just solid smooth. I really like what he can do there. Uh, Jaden Reed, I think he was Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Year two years ago. Um, can do a lot of different stuff. Morajobo, pass rush. And then Wanya Morris, you get a developmental tackle who actually has the the tools uh, to play tackle. He's not one of those guys who's like, oh, is he too small? Oh, is he? does he not have the length? Oh, does he not have enough mass? He has all those things, uh, but it's just putting all together the technical aspects. That was a joke, huh? It's a joke. This mock draft is a joke. I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is a mock draft, but uh, it's it's fine. The Broncos, you know, we. Yeah, I got. Now I, got one of the- I got one guy who's probably going to go in the first at seventy for who is a straight center, and one guy who's a center guard who could be a top fifty pick, who's a plug and play type offensive lineman for a team whose offensive line was awful, especially on the interior, and you only signed one. And Joe Powers, Kyle Fuller doesn't count. So I just got two extra really, really good players in the third round. I wouldn't consider that a joke. I would consider that fixing a weakness with good players. And we saw the Broncos do this a little bit uh, in the draft here last season. I mean, they took two, uh, two defensive linemen. Uh, They took also two of another position that's off my, I think, like safety or cornerback, excuse me. Another one where they took Fayon Hicks as well. Typically you don't see him do it in back to back picks. Um, but a lot of times you see a team, especially day three. You start three. getting in the 60s and 70s. You take the players you like. 
You're, you're no. rarely going to be able to fit a need with a no. starter. Well, we needed a, a starter. Well, good luck getting him in the fifth. Good luck. So I'm going to yeah. reach for a corner that sucks because I already took an offensive lineman. That's a joke. Yeah, I I, I think the uh, my, my point was more so that uh, a draft strategy, given the odds of hitting a day three pick, uh, we've seen the Broncos and a lot of teams do this. If you really want to f- hit a position day three, you see them double up, you know, round four and then round seven, because right. round four is not guaranteed to hit round seven not farther odds. But those two together, almost like having a, a mid third round pick as far as the the resource allocation, and the chances to, to hit them. Yeah, my offensive line is going to be the battles on the OL are going to be epic. <laughs> you bring in those three guys and then these three guys. We just talked about, uh, like I said, all offseason, I want six. That offensive line was so bad, I want six new linemen. Well, we got six. We got three in free agency, and we just drafted three. Three pretty yep. good ones. And now all we have to do is bring, bring back uh, Cam Fleming, and we're going to be feeling really good on that line. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> My guy Cam, I, he's still out there. I don't, we'll see what happens with Cam. He was good last season. But uh, yeah, overall, Scott, out of that draft, you know, I kind of was one, you know what I'm saying, we picked uh, this one pretty heavily. Obviously, the Broncos went again heavy on the offensive line in this one. What was your favorite pick? Was it the Joe Tipman one? I mean, I know that you're a big Tipman I mean, Tipman guy. would be the easy one on that because, again, he's got a chance to go probably top 40. Anything below that would, would surprise me. Um, and then you've got, you've had injuries at both guards. You've had injuries everywhere. I mean, Man. who didn't get hurt on the offensive line last year? The answer was nobody. You had you had starters at all five positions. New starters at all five positions. So Miners has battled injuries in back-to-back seasons. I don't know the track record of powers. Hopefully that's not a problem anymore. Yeah. You went through a couple of centers. So getting some depth there is a very, very good thing. I would say that my favorite pick was probably the most flashy one. And that would be Jaden Reed, just because Broncos they're looking for, we, we talked about wide receiver depth being a question mark. They're obviously looking to overturn the room. Some given the fact that they were after Adam Thielen, they were after Alan Lazard and Montreal Washington was horrible last season. Now you got a vertical play threat to add depth to the wide receiver room, add some explosiveness to it. Actually pretty good at getting off press. In my opinion, there at Michigan state, despite the, we'll call it erratic uh, passing offense that the Spartans have had the last two seasons. And you add a guy who can be a kick returner, uh, special teamer. Uh, and, and McIntosh, I would love a pass catching running back. And guess who else would too? Sean Payton. Yeah. Sean, I mean, I, I think Kamara in his second year had 80 catches. I'd have to look it up, but he had 80 receptions. Let me double check that while you fill some time here. But uh, just looking at, uh, so the consensus mock draft, where is a Steve Avila going right now? And the overall uh, mock draft tools, 50th overall, we got him at, 67 so that's a good pick and then joe tipman we got at pick 70 he's ended up going 65 on average so pretty good uh return against the uh, overall board there and uh yeah pretty good draft overall i'm again excited about um kenny mcintosh i will say that i was if it comes down to it i'm gonna have a very hard time picking between kenny mcintosh a very good running back out of the backfield can do a little bit of everything or roshan johnson i love Roshan Johnson at Texas. Apparently he is beloved. Like he is a dude that those teammates would like, you know, take a bullet for kind of dude. And uh, he is a special teams dynamo. I think he's played 500 special team snaps over the lat over his career at Texas as a former recruit as a quarterback. Then when they have an injury at running back, he moves to running back and then becomes a special team standout, a core four kind of guy. Roshan Johnson is a, one of those dudes who I don't think you, most fans won't appreciate, but teams are going to love him, and uh, he's going to be a good get. Going back to uh, Alvin Kamara, 
his numbers in his first four seasons as far as catches out of the backfield, 81, 81, 81, 83. I mean, he's, it's yeah. like an auctioneer going off. Talk about, you know, they say in baseball, at the end of the day, you are who you are. You're, you know, you are who the back of your card says you are. Well, he was an 80 catch guy. He's, you're throwing a big part of his offense is throwing the ball to the backs. Getting that guy in in uh, in the draft, a player like that would be that'd be like stealing a stealing yards right there. Yeah, Christiana says Scott it meant to take if we took uh, Voorhees again would be the joke. Not that our us taking two interior offensive linemen they were jokes. And he says would never call our takes a joke. Well, sometimes uh, they are, but uh, you guys call us out on those ones. But a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes in there. Yeah, and Aki says uh, take Johnson then. Yeah, see, if you're talking about the pass catching back versus the. Roshan's not an overly explosive back. He's massive, um, but he's somebody that players and teammates are going to absolutely love. Um, so in a lot of yeah, teams, want way, him. Be, I, again, getting if one of those guys, you get Tajay Spears, you get Kenny McIntosh, you get Roshan Johnson, you get a player like that in the fourth, fifth, early I mean, fifth, Yeah, you're going to be really excited about that. And the final one I want to talk about here before we wrap it on up, I saw he was available a little later. I mean, this is, if Gibbs is like there with close to you, um, I know that we have our Bama X saying don't do it. But if like Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs falls to like pick 62, I'm probably calling to see what it t- takes to get up there and then moving pick 68 to trade down and recoup those uh, draft assets. Uh, but uh, if Gibbs is there, I'm considering it. But another guy here that's late that I think the Broncos will consider is uh, Evan Hole. I think he's being slept on a lot right now. He tested extremely well. He's more of a slashing style running back. He doesn't have, you know, a massive uh, frame so you don't want to leave him on an island in pass protection but uh he is a he really... frame i've got the sound load up his brain i'm like nick come on i mean <laughs> you don't have a is... massive brain so we really got to cover for this guy because he's an idiot nah, he no was that's you that's you covering for me on a daily basis no evan hole massive brain northwestern i mean he's got to be a smart cookie right uh but the broncos uh quarterback coach or a uh, running back coach luke any inu excuse me pardon my name luke uh A-Y-N-I, I believe, uh, was from Northwestern and uh, has a connection there to Evan Hole, who's a really good pass-catching back. So Broncos have some op- options there in the running back room. It'd be much better if we had a if we knew Javante Williams was going to be healthy because a lot of these guys are more compliments. You know, you're talking about running back two, running back threes. Uh, but there's running back talent to be had. And if you lean in as hard into the offensive line as we did, uh, the Broncos in free agency, and now we just did in the draft, you're probably going to be okay not using overly expensive uh, capital on the running back position. So um, yeah. And final thoughts here. I think we can start to wrap it on up. It is seven 30. We started a little late cause we are having too much fun with the Falcons, uh, but uh, eight 30 mountain time, but any final thoughts there, Scott? Um, not really just um, again, it is Monday, the first Monday of the month of NFL draft month. So it is kind of, this should be a holiday. It's, it's spring break for us down here uh, this weekend. So I'm actually headed, I'm getting in a car and heading for Orlando here in the next hour or so. Okay. Well, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Have fun. Are you going to universal or Disney world or what's going uh, on? I think so. You have to ask the wife, ask the cruise director. We're leaving here. When are we coming back? We're coming back in. All right. Well, yeah, it's uh, have a good time. Um, and you're going to be gone tomorrow because of that. And Thursday, I'd say that's uh, I'm, I'll take some gear, but I think it's a 90% chance. I will not be available Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right. Well, probably no show on Wednesday then. Uh, Cause that's on your side of things, but I'll be here tomorrow and Thursday. So you guys have a great one. Uh, make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at 
Michael Ronquillo first saying great show today. Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Buck you, Michael. Hope you having a good April here. We appreciate you uh, coming in with the stars and just the hello. It's always good to see from Michael. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mile High Huddle and BFB underscore pod. If you haven't done so yet, also make sure you're following us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle. Uh, go to five, go to Apple Podcasts, find us, Mile High Huddle, Huddle Up. Leave us a five-star review. Say, Nick's coming in crystal clear now so we can bury the ones, you know, giving me crap for my internet and my computer. Because <laughs> uh, my buddies are giving me a hard time about that one. And uh, please subscribe, like, and share over on the YouTube side of things. Click that bell icon so that way you know when we go live. Uh, if we're running five minutes late or something like that, I'm stuck in traffic, uh, then, you know, it is what it is. And Jeremy coming in and saying, mock, draft, mock drafts are better than Mickey. You don't have to. Yes, yes, they are. But we're not yeah. going to see Mickey. We're going to Universal. Universal is a little bit more fun once you're older than four. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so I'm not to get too darn too down the path here. And, you know, whatever. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yums. If you're a Disney adult, then God bless you. And I totally get it if you have a kid, too. I don't really get the whole Disney adult thing. But eating and drinking my way through Epcot and, you know, around the world or whatever that is, that seems like maybe a good time. Now, granted, it hurts your wallet, but that seems like it could be a good time. Yeah, it was when I was 21, at least I think so. Um, but yeah, no, now that they've got Star Wars and Marvel and Disney's pretty much bought up everything that's cool, um, they have a lot of different offerings. <laughs> I'm just ready I'm for probably them to watching buy the Disney National Plus more than anything on demand right now, ripping through. And the thing is, I'm rewatching all the stuff that, that, that Marvel had on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. the, the Defenders group, with, you know, I'm rewatching. Uh, daredevil and the punisher and all those those are those are fun good stuff i like good vigilantes yeah well that's what we're doing here i don't i don't know but uh, (laughs) you guys have a great one Uh, i will see you tomorrow morning and uh, make sure you guys are continuing to choose kindness and compassion until then go broncos head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things broncos 